Hey everybody, we've been uh, we've been thinking about something for a while here, and uh, we've decided that we are going to re-release an early episode of Small Things Considered. And uh, there, well, there's a reason we're re-releasing it. We released it as episode number four, and we got we got a lot of feedback on that episode. Yeah, a little feedback. A little feedback. People um, didn't uh, like it. Didn't like it. Uh, we loved it though. We had a fun time making it, and uh, but we have had requests to bring it back to some new new uh, listeners. Yeah, not everybody have asked have asked us what's up. Why? Why is where's episode four? Yeah, we and, re- referred to it a couple times in different episodes, and people are like, "What's going on with that?" Yeah. Uh, so uh, the episode was called "Dude," ah, because <laughs> it was all about language. Specific, very specific language. Yes, and uh, and we used that language quite a bit throughout that episode, and uh, that's what really annoyed some people. You know, it wasn't necessarily the kind of podcast you could listen to in the car with your kids. No, or your grandmother. But it was fun to make, and so we thought we'd put it back out. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bleep out everything. All the bad stuff. Yeah. So you can hear it. But it's bleeped, uh, so you so can. you get to use your you use your imagination. So if you're okay with bleeps implying something that might have just been said, you can listen to it in the car with your kids, or even if you've listened to it before, you can listen to it again, and just use your imagination. So technically, this is a rerun of an episode, which you know podcasts do from time. It was to time. out there for what a week, yeah, two weeks, about a week, and then we just like yeah. let's take it down. People hate this, uh, so yeah. it's, so it was gone and it's been gone, but it's been preserved. We still have it all, and I'm going to go in and I'm going to edit out all. I'm going to bleep out all of the uh, uh that, you, <laughs> that you might find in that episode, and uh, and so there you go. So there it is. Uh, that's 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 what that's what you're about to listen to is an an early. Very early uh, episode of Small Things Considered, uh, reimagined for your listening entertainment. Yes, and I hope you enjoy. Please leave us some notes at the end. And here you go. Welcome. Small things considered. Nice. So uh, we have not coordinated in any way. We have no idea what we're going to be talking about today, do we? Oh yeah, yeah. We had we have two count them two suggestions from our Facebook group. So those are and and they're right on. They're right on topic <laughs> with the rest of them. So. Uh, I've got the Facebook group pulled up here. Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot to go on, but I think I know at least one of the ones you're talking about. Uh, somebody suggested we talk about pics. Is that true? Is that right? That is that is true. Lee Lee brought up uh, pics, and Dawn said uh, that she would like us to discuss. Fuck. Oh, I the other that F one. word. Okay, the other F word. Nice. Yeah. Well, which one are we doing first? Fucks or. Oh, fuck? I- <laughs> I think we should recap. Recap. Uh we and we got oh and we have we have new stats. Let's uh we can never uh we can never go without letting people know how how awesome they are. So um it appears that people are coming to the uh to the show 
which is good uh, because episode one now is is got fifty six uh, listens. Uh, episode two is is almost there. So and then episode three. So they they seem to be a couple weeks behind, uh, which is okay. Um, I didn't think it was at first because I was like digging in on <laughs> everything yeah. like immediately and going, man, nobody's listening. But uh, but it's still a a great uh, it's a great thing because all of the numbers are coming up and it's not like hodgepodge where this one this one jumped out and the rest of them are back you know back in the you know back in the rankings uh it is uh, more more and more people still are coming on to episode one and uh, it looks like they're also traveling to episode two which means that episode three will will gain uh next week along with episode four which is uh, today's episode and I think over the holidays, people don't listen to as many podcasts. You know, a lot of people are off work or their kids are with them. And, you know, they're not uh, listening as to as many hours of podcasts as they might in their normal lives. And now that we're past the holidays, we might see those numbers normalize a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. We still have an overabundance of female listenership. Thank you uh, for uh, trusting us with your ears and uh we're still we're still in uh, Australia, Germany, Ireland, and Poland. Australia is pulling away from the pack with uh, a whopping three percent of listeners uh, coming from there, which is which is also exciting. Remember when we uh, discussed being an explicit show or not? Whether you know whether we would want the little the, you know the, the younger guy younger mm. kidlets. See, well, we don't have any problem there because our uh, our demographic starts at thirty five. So, <laughs> yeah. So the the kids haven't found us yet. Yeah, well into adulthood uh, is uh, seems to be our our core audience. So, thank you all for uh, coming and checking us out, and uh, uh, we hope that you have uh, a lot of fun with us because uh, we certainly have a lot of fun. <laughs> Possible topic for a future small things considered picks just saying. <laughs> That's all we have to go on, huh? Yep. Have you ever well, sent a pick? I can't say that I have. I mean, I, I, I kept I keep a uh, portrait of uh, Richard M. Nixon handy at all times. I do have a great cock pick though. Uh, our rooster is uh, is very uh, he's a very studly cock. And uh, there was one day that he was up on the porch and just soaked, soaked to the feather. And uh, so I've just been waiting for the prime opportunity to send a picture of my big wet cock out to uh, someone. But uh, oh, oh, hey now, <laughs> look who's the comedian here. <laughs> Dad jokes. I'll be here all week. Hey now, uh, has have you ever? Uh, had someone request that you send them a pic? Well, if they'd had if they had requested, I probably would have because you know you always want to be gracious when someone makes a request that you can fulfill. Um, but I doubt that uh, anyone ever would. So I don't know. I I of all the women I know, I don't know a single one that would request one. So. <laughs> 
So that would be uh, that cuts down the the chances of that happening to uh, uh, pretty much nil. Yeah, I've uh, also never been the recipient of a such a request, uh, and it seems like one of those things that should never um, be sent out unless it was requested. Right? Is that the is that how it works? I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's but that's but how it works typically uh, from from reading. Uh, the stuff, especially on on the uh, my e cards, they always have the the terrible dating site things that happens is is like uh, someone swipes right on their picture, and the next thing they know, their inbox is filled with uh, pics. You know, it's like, oh well, you know, this guy looks like I could possibly talk. Oh, there's his. Dick. Okay, yeah, left, <laughs> go away, go away, go. Away. You know, so. Uh, I, I think this is an awesome topic. It's also a very small thing, um, and it follows along with uh, Danny's uh, Danny's comment about uh, about are we going to talk about penises? And this will be out of four episodes. This will be episode number two that we do talk about penises. So I think that is a um, follows along with our general uh, general topics. I think. So. I think if you uh, send a d- pic unsolicited. Does anything good ever come from that? That's a good question. I would doubt it very seriously. I'm trying to imagine a scenario where the the end result of some guy sending a pic unsol even even if it's like a beautiful dick, right? Like he's got every reason in the world to think people might want to see this particular penis, right? And then he sends one unsolicited. Has there ever been an ex- uh, a, a time when that resulted in something positive? Like, did a relationship ever start that way? I could, I could imagine that. That that's just the furthest thing that could possibly happen. I can't even, I can't fathom to think that a an actual relationship could start with a pick. So, I mean, our grandparents, right, this was never a thing for them. But, you know, 50 years from now, there very well could be grandparents whose answer to the question, how did you (laughs) two meet? uh, Their answer is going to be like, you know, Tinder, whatever, Bumble, whatever dating app. And that's going to be a percentage of grandparents story many years from now. And a small percentage of those are going to have the pick aspect to it, right? A very small percentage of it. Very small percentage. But the, and that could possibly happen on into the relationship. I could see that happening way more than the opening salvo. Well, yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Right? Okay. I'm, I'm not talking about like once you've been dating, maybe once you've already consummated the relationship, certainly at that point, you're just sexting, right? That's not... Yes, that's not sexting. What, when you say that's an entirely, picks, yeah, sexting is an entirely different thing. I mean, that's consensual generally. Right? Yes, that, that that's what I'm referring to is consensual sexting. No, I'm talking about the opening salvo, the beginning of the relationship is uh, some guy with an amazing penis sending it out unsolicited to whoever, and it, there's going to be at least one relationship that lasts for many years and is beautiful and wonderful, right? That that was how it all began. I 
can't wait for those. Uh, for those. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds so uh, so awesome. Not. No. Uh, I mean, one. We're talking about one. There's going to be one. One. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the millions of relationships that do. Uh, but I just realized we we totally blew it. Uh, we should have uh, we should have had Anthony Weiner on uh, on the podcast tonight to get his. I mean, he is a you know a tried and true pick sender uh, and see see how it fared for him. So it, he continued to do it even after he was caught. So it must have worked. Must be like spam. Or, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> or the, the phone calls that you get, you know, with, uh, you know, your, your uh, car warranty is almost over. Um, so he must have had, he must have had some kind of uh, success out of it. It just seems like the, the percentage would be extremely low. I mean, did he... How much success could he really have had, uh, especially compared to the turmoil that it caused him? Uh, I mean, not much good came from that. Uh, I mean, and that's just the ones we know about, right? I mean, they're, ha- they're clearly, these weren't the first and only picks he sent. Here's my question. Okay. Penises are not attractive. I don't care who you are or whose penis it is. They're just not attractive. Who in their right mind thinks their penis would be that attractive that they should show it to everybody? I'm trying to figure out, like, what angle could I take a picture <laughs> where it would look impressive? Uh, and I can't, I, I'm not aware of one right now. That's because there isn't one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I mean, we've. I think we have just nailed that. Uh, so one right. let's sum up. Uh, don't send okay, them so, unless asked for, right? But if asked for, be gracious and, and send one. Sure. Who knows? You might have a beautiful one. I mean, yeah, go for it. If if it's, but never uh, ever send one without being yeah, asked. I mean, no, that's no just doubt. Stupid. It's terrible and stupid. All right, it's time for a break. And we're back. Oh, f- <laughs> this is the f- section, right? This is the f- section. My favorite word. It has replaced three quarters of my vocabulary, at least. Um, is and when people that I'm around and and my loved ones and and cohorts and everything, once they learn uh, my different, f- they they don't get so. Uh, scared anymore because you know you got the you got the you got a for every occasion you really do and uh and uh so not all of them i mean i think i think samuel jackson possibly says it the best of anybody but there's for sure there are other fine fine purveyors of the word um that uh, that we've all really you know look up to and and no, the, no. The tough part is is when a kid says it, because it just doesn't have, mm. just not right. No, you know? it's got to be like a hardened kid from the streets. Then you're like, okay, that kid can, fuck. but uh, just like you know, some yuppie teenager kid doesn't quite. Yeah, they just sound they, stupid. Yeah, they don't just, have. It doesn't. It doesn't carry the full gravitas of the word. 
No, not at all. And and there's light. You know, you can use in a lighter lighter sense too. I mean, it's it can be, you know, like hey, that's really cool. Yeah. Or or what the hell has what the just happened? Uh, but in most cases, it it you want some seriousness behind it. You want you want a little weight there, you know, especially when you get into you know the derivatives of motherfucker and you head. You know, those things, you, you got to have some Samuel L. Jackson going with it. Now, uh, my daughter, Adrian, when she was, I don't know, 13, 14, she really, really had a great uh, command of the word fuck. And uh, the funny thing is, now she's a mom, she doesn't say it at all, hardly anymore. So, uh, But she really did. It, it got to the point where within any given sentence... Uh, she would probably use it eight to ten times, and uh, I mean, she used it. Uh, it was an adjective, it was an adverb, it was a noun and a verb. So, <laughs> which just proves the old adage that you know people that cuss are not. Uh, it's not a sign of a lack of, of vocabulary or intelligence. It's actually quite the opposite. Yes, ab- absolutely. Uh, I've been I've been uh, loving that uh, that science for a long time because it's it's you know i don't consider myself a a a genius by any stretch of the imagination but you know i'm i'm up there on the on the scale a little bit and uh i did i used to have a big vocabulary from from you know the sat vocabulary as as it were uh but uh touring for 10 years uh just evaporated that so (laughs) Because we found out that all these big, fancy four- and five-syllable words, number one, no one understood them at all anyway. Number two, the chances were I was using them improperly uh, because they're, they they get very specific. And number three, uh, just made a better word, you know, substitution for them. So I uh, I used it at rehearsal the other night when I probably shouldn't have. We at the uh, yeah, the, we're in rehearsal right now for the sound of music, and uh, we mm-hmm. had our first choreography rehearsal where we the entire cast uh, had to learn the waltz. So I, I now, by the way, and now I know how to waltz. That's a that's a oh, new sweet. That's a new skill I didn't have. That's yeah, I, that's that's a good skill to have, man. That, it's uh, that, that's a it's an elegant dance. It really is, uh, and you know, once you kind of understand the one two three one two three, you can kind of just do it. It's pretty, it's not that hard right. once you get it. Yeah, it it's it's uh takes a little while to first get it, uh, especially if you're trying to travel around or move. Right, you can do it mm-hmm. in in one place, not too hard. But as you're trying to move with another person, moving the right foot at the right time, uh, it it takes a little while to get in sync, and you'd really. I don't know how, uh, unless you are an experienced waltzer, I don't know how you uh, waltz with, you know, random partners, right? If you're switching partners in a big grand waltz sort of a situation, you got there's a lot of trust involved. Uh, and if you're experienced, great. If you're both beginners, you're going to step on some toes for sure. Um, 
But it's uh, a perfect, perfect opportunity for the use of the word. F- yes. <laughs> so my partner and I, uh, it, who it, she will be playing my wife uh, in the show. So we par- were partnered up naturally, and uh, we were you know going through these steps. And uh, at some point, midway through the choreography rehearsal, uh, you know, I went the wrong foot at the wrong time, uh, as we had done many times. And I just said, not super loud. It wasn't like the whole stage you know, all 42 people in the cast heard me just my partner heard me but i said ah f-. uh and she looked at me and said oh i'm glad you appreciate that word too uh, <laughs> and that, that's when i realized like oh, i probably should have not just blurted that out uh, at, at this point right like you know probably should have uh, maybe waited until the fourth or fifth week of rehearsal and i knew that we you know and it's kind of like an unsolicited pick. We're maybe. all adults here. <laughs> We're all adults here. Well, we are, you except know, there's, but there was kids around, but not, I didn't say it loud enough for them to hear, but, yeah. uh, you know, not, not every adult appreciates the word, unfortunately. Yeah, I understand that. And that's, that's understandable too. And I try not to uh, use it to, to an ex, to a major extent when I'm around people that are not, uh, you know that are not in on the the f- train, uh, but uh, in one place that's generally not really uh, uh, looked at uh, positively is on company meetings and <laughs> company zooms. But one of the uh, one I was on uh, the, my very first uh, zoom with with a new company that I'm representing uh, in the solar field. And, and it was a wrap up of, you know, everything's was gone. It was where people could ask questions of, because uh, we're all independent, you know, representatives, independent contractors. So everybody, you know, get, can get on there and, and kind of find out what is going on. And this one guy gets on and just blows a gasket because his, uh, something about one of his projects was, you know, not getting, you know, installed yet. And he just goes off. I mean, he's like, fuck you. This is fucked up. Fuck you, fuck, fuck, fuck you, fuck. And that goes on for a couple of minutes, you know, and I'm just, I'm brand new in here. And, and I know the, I know the president and the, and the CEO and everything. And, you know, we all talk, I mean, we've always talked like that, but I, you know, having it on a zoom was a little especially as irate as this guy was uh was totally i mean totally took me back for a second i'm like well okay so i know where i'm at now (laughs) and 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 you know and he slams he runs off jumps off the the meeting and everybody's just kind of there's this dead silence for for a brief second and uh and the uh the lady who does admin uh, forum goes so we have a brand new contestant today how are you doing gary and i went well f- yeah. <laughs> and she's like it's like i feel like i'm fucking home at, you know i'm feeling like i'm at fucking home and they're like she, so everybody was like oh thank god you know you broke that ice <laughs> thank god he's not that guy <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. I was working one place a long, long, long time ago, and in the break room, uh, you know, we had a couple old salts in there, and and some mid middle aged people, and a couple of younger people, but everybody was adults. We were doing uh, we were doing a night shift, and uh, this guy was just you know cussing, kind of normal stuff, and. And uh, one of the younger guys on 
you know, they're sitting over in the corner. He goes up and goes, if you don't stop that, I'm going to report you to, you know, uh, and you're going to get written up. And uh, then if you do it again, you're going to get fired. And, and we all looked at him like, dude, he wasn't saying anything to you. You know, he wasn't threatening you or threatening any of us. Yeah. He just was talking like he talks. And we all just, and then the, the supervisor talked to us for a minute and he's like, well, you know, is that a, is this a problem? I'm going just for this one guy, you know, it's like everybody else was just like, you know, that's just the way he talks, man. Yeah. You know, you, you, you you know, you can only you you can only PC it so much, you know, and uh, and yeah, sometimes sometimes it's not good. I, you know, I don't recommend it in business meetings, uh, unless unless the, I guess unless that's just the business, you know. Sure. But uh, I think back to my early days uh, at Crutchfield, and uh, our director of human resources back then was a guy named Mark Maynard, and uh, he was. I would describe him as super woke before super woke, well before super woke was a thing, right? Uh, and he was the right guy to be in charge of HR. Uh, very smart, very talented. Uh, he's a musician. He plays trombone. Uh, plays. He's played in what? Uh, trying to think of the bands. Uh, Gosh, a bunch of them, a bunch of them. Yeah, big name in Charlotte. I think he was. Music. He was in Baba Seth, wasn't he? Baba wasn't Seth. He thank Baba you. Seth? That's the yeah, band. Baba Seth. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've Fantastic always loved. Band. Yeah, I've always. Fantastic band. I've always loved Mark Maynard, uh, but uh, it, it was it was surprising to me that the single one person at Crutchfield, and I'd only been there a few years uh, at this point. But the single one person that I heard say fuck more than anybody else was Mark Maynard. And he wasn't dropping <laughs> them all over the place, but in meetings, like team leader meetings and stuff. Uh, and he wasn't dropping them in anger. He would say them uh, just sort of casually. Uh, he might have yeah. been quoting. So it was, and it, it, he was, you could say he was using them intelligently. And knowing him, I would even say calculatedly, right? Like, he was probably mm -hmm. dropping them in to break some ice, to allow others permission to speak freely, and I think it was yes. like used very much on purpose, uh, in a in a way that was premeditated. Yeah, that, I mean that's the way that we had run meetings at the last company I was with, uh, and, and it was really funny because one of the district managers was he, you know, he would he would he would he would quote unquote slip up and 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 say fuck and then he would sit there and he, he would get all apologetic and we'd all literally just stare at him and go dude <laughs> we're all adults don't you know this is not you know this is not school time this is not this is not church we're not going to church we're you know this is we're that word works i mean and, and it does when you use it you don't have it doesn't have to be in anger and it works well in anger don't get me wrong but it is such a descriptive word and if you want to if you want to highlight a statement that people and people are going to remember that better because it's been it's been kind of nailed in with you know, or a fucking, or, you know, you can use it, you can use it as a noun, a verb, adjective, or adverb, 
And, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you motherfucker, I'm going to come fuck you up. It doesn't have to be that at all. I think typically when I get really angry, I don't use the word because I don't, I don't want to abuse the word because I love it so much. It's just such a useful, it's like dude. I mean, <laughs> you know, those are two, I mean, you could, you could probably, but with dude and fuck, you could probably just d- do everything. I mean, other than your basic to be verbs, um, uh, you know, that pretty much can sum up your entire vocabulary. Yeah, I mean, you can say the combination of the word dude and the word fuck in, in about 45 different ways yeah. and mean very different things. And if, uh, and, if, and if it was you and me talking to each other, you would know exactly what I meant by the, yeah, the particular dude. inflection. Fuck. Uh, exactly. <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, if Dr. Seuss was still around, and it's, he, I can't remember what, uh, what author... Uh, Green Eggs and Ham was was written on a bet that he could not write a whole book with a cohesive story with only, I think it was eight words or something like that. Just think if Dr. Seuss was still around and they were drinking one night and they were going, man, I got the, you, you, you beat me the last time, but I've got a better challenge for you. I need you to write an entire book with a cohesive story using only dude and fuck. And I bet he could do it. It would definitely rhyme, you know, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you could use you could use all the different versions of those words. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he did. He used everything. You know, he he made gerunds. He made you know used the the word as you know each word he picked. He picked very selective words uh, and threw in the to be words, which all counted as one. Uh, in order to be, you know, that just to just to make things work, you know, to make things work grammatically. Uh, but he chose all the words that he chose so that he could. They had more meanings. Each word had more meaning than one. Uh, but also that he so that he could change them up and 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 use the different versions of them uh, to to create a extremely cohesive story. You know, for most of my marriage, which was about 20 years, for most of that time, uh, my ex-wife really had zero tolerance for language that she didn't enjoy, right? And she was a religious nut, so fuck was just not on the list. And uh, so at at home, and of course we had kids around most of the time, so I mean, I I, I wasn't using the the F word in most of my daily life. Uh, unless I was with only friends or not at work or by myself or not at home, right? So, uh, but early in our relationship, when I could speak freely and she could speak freely and we were both kind of cool, uh, you know, she 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 was brought up in a way that the F word was just never part of her life, right? So right, yeah. she just didn't know how to use it. Like before she got all <laughs> conservative and religious, she tried, she would drop the F bomb into phrases. And you're like, that's, that's not where that goes. I see what you're trying to do there. And like, I appreciate it and I love you for it right now. But can I, can I give you some pointers on yeah, where to we, put the F word? Let's have a little tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I actually used this in my stand uh, and it worked several times. Uh, I talked about, 
people that don't know how to cuss properly. Uh, and I give you, a, I would give the audience a sentence and I would say, all right, somebody insert the F word somewhere in this sentence and we'll see if you get it right or wrong. And the sentence was, I hate stupid people. And invariably, every single time, some drunk idiot would yell, I hate fucking stupid people. I hate stupid people. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a commentary on the person you're with or the person you're fucking, right? Which unintentional (laughs) commentary, because that's not what you meant, is that you hate fucking stupid people. Um, You could say, I fucking hate stupid people. And I get it. Yes. That's good. I uh, hate stupid fucking people. Stu- just to emphasize how stupid they are, right? Yes. Uh, so you. But it's rem- all about the commas too. <laughs> right. <you know>? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I, I was, I couldn't believe that it worked every single time. So my wife had a lot in common with drunk idiots at a comedy show, <laughs> Unin- <laughs> unintentionally. Unintentionally. Yeah. Well, it comes to it comes to the uh, thing about the. What is it? The koala bear. You know, you have to be careful how you how you describe it, and and make sure that you have your commas in. in because on one hand, it sounds like a koala bear, because uh, he they he eats he eats he eats shoots and leaves, but he doesn't eat shoots and then leaves, <laughs> right? Because that would be the that would be the assassin koala bear, yeah. and uh, typically they're a little friendlier than that. I think. They can be. But yeah. Koala bears just mostly sleep. So. I, I hate fucking stupid people. Yes. Uh, that's great. So um, I, I think we're ready to change topics. I think we've exhausted the fuck out of this, haven't you? Don't you think? Uh, we could go on about fuck for days. I mean, yeah, we could. <laughs> I, I have. Oh, actually, 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 I did want to, I, I, before we go on this, I did want to bring one last thing up. Okay. The one thing. And it doesn't bother me, but I prefer not to use it, and I typically don't use it as a sex act. It's I don't like to fuck. Hmm. I prefer to have sex, make love, boink, uh, whatever. But uh, I don't know. That just seems it seems too harsh for such a wonderful uh, way to uh, spend your time. I've never had a sexual experience that I would describe as fucking. As a, as right? a like yeah. that is, Oh, I have. Don't get me wrong. That's that's some <laughs> that's some level of sex that I've just never quite reached. Oh, I've had a fucking before, but uh, I still would prefer not to term it as such because it takes to me it takes away something from the act. But that's just me. Yeah. Okay, I got one last thing on it too. Okay. <laughs> You ever play Cards Against Humanity? Are Once. You familiar with and, the and game? I'm, yeah, I'm supposed to. I was supposed to come over a couple of years ago to uh, play it at your house, but it's it's like, it's the only game I want to play now. Like it, I, it's mm-hmm. like at a party or whatever. Like we get together. That's it. That's the only game I want to play. It's so much fun. Uh, but there's a card in there, and, and I've played uh, with my parents before, uh, and uh, my mom, n- no problem. Uh, you know, her and I speak the same language for the most part. Um, my dad, though, he's in like I was worried about trying to play Cards Against Humanity with uh, with my born again father, who is not necessarily into the language that might be used in the and the ideas that might be thrown around. Yeah, that would that could be a that could probably be a rough game for him. 
So the the best thing that happened though was that he just played the game. Like he didn't get all goody two shoes about it. He just played the game and enjoyed it for what it is. Uh, awesome. And I was so happy that he was able to do that because he ended up with a card that says like the it's one of the white cards that you you know you submit as your vote uh, as your submission in a round and it all it says on it is God mother. Uh, <laughs> and to hear him read it was just fantastic uh and he just laughed the whole time it was kind of awesome so uh, that's great that's a great way to end that segment too yes and maybe we'll use that as the title for the episode oh absolutely <laughs> i think so all right i've got uh depending on how this goes two really small things to consider one. All right. And, uh, I didn't tell you anything about this. I think you're going to love this. Uh, so let's talk about the name of the band, right? Our band to be fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, I lobbied for the current name of our band, uh, because at the time I was, uh, and still am really into a show, uh, on Hulu called letter Kenny. It's a, uh, it comes from Canada. Uh, many of New our seasons out oh, this week. I, oh, I know I've got a, I've got a <laughs> clip from it. I'm going to play for you here in a second. Uh, uh-huh. Um, have you uh, seen it? Uh, have you watched it at all yet? The new season, the new no, season. Uh, no. Okay. No, I haven't. So, uh, so we derived the name of the band, uh, from, a, a, you know, they say, to be fair, anytime somebody says on the show, well, you know, to be fair, if they're just speaking normally and trying to make an argument, the argument stops and everybody uh, in the space goes to be fair. And they say it like that. And it's a thing and it's hilarious. It cracks me up every time. And it struck me as a good band name to be fair. Uh, and so our band has a connection to letter Kenny. Uh, I see you, uh, our listeners at home can't see you, but you're wearing our UBU shirt, right? Uh, and would I would like to ask you to take a moment to explain UBU, what it means, why it's part of our song, like where it came from. Could you just do that in 30 seconds or so? Yeah, it, uh, it, my youngest daughter, Izzy, uh, I write a lot of social justice songs about various things that uh, that are problematic in, in our society. And she goes, Dad, um, you haven't written anything for the LGBTQ community. Uh, could you fix that? And I, so I sat down and went, yes, I'm going to fix that. And I wrote this song. It's called Transparent. Uh, and it's basically just a, hey, We've got you. We got your back. Uh, I've I've had a lot of uh, a lot of history uh, with uh, with various uh, gender issues, and it, it you know it just seemed it can, actually came pretty quick and and uh, to me. But the in the chorus, I just wanted to it to be a a joyous celebration of people you know of the of of our of the lives of everybody you know and so you be you and it you know that just and i think that's the most repetitive course i think i've ever written isn't it that's it, uh yeah but damn it's it's just it's it's fun and it's uplifting and that is and so as opposed to doing band t-shirts with to be fair on them when people go well what that's a weird spelling um i just like you know, we want to we want to promote the thought of this song, and so I just uh, decided to make a uh, design. It's kind of a kind of like a 
a, a college t-shirt, college sweatshirt thing, and uh, of UBU. And that was uh, a lot, seemed to be a lot uh, of what we're doing. And then we got, uh, we, we, we got on that awesome playlist, uh, the transparent playlist on Spotify without, without us having to, uh, to actually promote it or anything. And, uh, and there you are. So those are available. Uh, we have shirts and hats and hoodies and stuff all on the uh, www.tobefair.com, T-O-B-E-F-A-R-E.com. And you, too, can own a piece of UBU. So that's the chorus. That's the story. Uh, let me set up the letter Kenny scene real quick uh, because it's in episode one of the newest episode season. Episode one. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's, uh, and they're only short episodes, so they're like 25 minutes each. Um, right, yeah. It's like a real sitcom episode. So you don't have to have seen Letter Kenny to appreciate this for what it is. Let me set it up. So uh, there's two guys uh, that are regular characters on the show. They're known as the hockey players, uh, uh, Riley and Jonesy, and they are bros, right? They're just like they're they're pumped up. They're 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 young. They're they're very attractive guys, uh, and they're all into you know uh, meeting ladies and all that stuff. They're very very. Uh, they're very much just bro dudes. Like that's their character. Um, not smart. They're also not brain, not, <laughs> not brainiacs. Right. Um, and they're in the gym constantly working out. Uh, and in this gym, there's two gay guys that they also work out with and they are, you know, they don't necessarily always speak the same language, but they get along and the two gay guys are very openly gay, uh, and say some very, very gay things. Uh, and, uh, Riley and Jonesy don't, don't always understand, but it's, it's great to see this dynamic. Um, there's another character on the show. The guy that actually directs letter. Kenny plays a pastor of a church, uh, who also has like 25 other jobs, but is also very uh, acts and seems like he's probably gay and uh, but never admits that he's gay because he's the pastor of a church. And right like that would be, you know, maybe put him in a compromising position. Right. So he's in the gym with, surrounded by the two gay guys and Riley and Jonesy. And uh, and in this scene, he's talking about uh, wanting to be fit. And Riley and Jonesy are a little puzzled because the way he's talking about wanting to be fit, it sounds like he's really into things like gay porn and stuff like that. Right. Um, and so they're confused. And so this is the second time that they're having this conversation and Riley and Jonesy have an epiphany where they realize that if he is gay, it's okay. Like, what do they care? Well, they don't need to care. Right. And that's what you're going to hear. I can't play the whole scene. Uh, as vulgar as we've been on this show, it goes <laughs> several layers deeper than that. Uh, so I'm just going to play you a brief snippet of it. Gary, I can't show it to you because if I try to share Hulu, it won't work. But here's the here's a little bit of this scene. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Glenski. Bart, Arnie. We just wanted to say, like, um, 
Sorry if we were kind of weird earlier when you were able to list the names of so many gay male porn stars. Yes, and again when you had a gay male porno magazine on your person. You know, I, I don't know how what a person has on their person is any of your concern. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What a person keeps on their person is none of anybody's business or what they do in the privacy of their own home. Yes, I mean, a person's preferences is none of anybody's business. So you do you, bro. Do you mean to tell me? You do you, bro. Do you. Uh, so it's almost exactly you be you, right? But they definitely are having the epiphany. Hey, you do you, bro. Uh, and uh, it just made me smile when I first heard it watching the first episode of this new season. I love mm -hmm. that there's an unintentional uh, tie-in to one of Synchronicity. our Synchronicity. Yeah, right? It's like... Uh, it, this show, uh, Letterkenny, in, in many ways, it is, it's extremely vulgar, right? I mean, they just, there is nothing off the table. There's nothing they won't say on this show. But it absolutely also has a heart. Uh, it will bring you to tears at times. Uh, it will obviously make you laugh at times. It's ridiculous. These characters are more caricatures than characters. Uh, and it's over the top and it's crazy, but it's... So good. Uh, and to see those two have that epiphany. Uh, and then, by the way, the rest of that scene, unplayable here on this show. Um, so <laughs> there you go. What do you think? I love it, man. We should probably send him some stuff and and uh, see if we can get some real synchronicity going. Because I don't know that they know that we know that they had the synchronicity. They probably don't. They, uh, the show Letter Kenny is incredibly popular in Canada uh, and obviously almost as popular here in America because it's on Hulu and it's so available. Uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a Canadian thing. Like they Very Canadian. They only Very hire Canadian. Canadian actors. The music that they play on most of the episodes are Canadian bands. Uh, they've, they've gotten a, a brewery in Sudbury, Canada to brew beer based on the fictional beer that they created in the show called puppers i mean like it's a it's a whole canada thing and it, it almost makes me wish i was from canada almost almost yeah but then there's that weather thing well yeah they only but you like the you like the way uh yeah i mean i could maybe use a, a higher percentage of summer weather than they have in canada but uh you know yeah uh I, it's not quite the perfect mix of summer and winter that we have here in virginia but you know. Nope. Especially when it when winter is sixty five and sunny. Like today, I was literally out at a park with my daughter and my granddaughter in shorts and a t shirt, riding bikes around. And uh, I mean, how, what a glorious way to ring in the new year, huh? Absolutely. I had to take my hoodie off and make a butt cape. A butt and cape. At that, I made a butt cape <laughs> with my hoodie, and uh, I started playing better. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's going to be my new. My new file uh, whenever I'm on the disc golf course. Um, all right. This is the last little thing I've got. Uh, I've been holding on to this letter. It's really no big deal. I'm not trying to um, play this up too much. So uh, I get this letter from Colonial Auto. Uh, and I brought. I wanted to save it for bringing it up with you because of your time uh, selling cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to read 23 years in the car biz. I, I was hoping maybe you could explain the logic behind a letter like this. 
and, and so it's basically, uh, dear Adam, it's just days away from the end of the year. We're so close to hitting our goals. Uh, and they talk about wanting to sell me a car and they talk about how, uh, we understand that fair pricing sells cars, but low pricing sells more cars. And it goes on and on about, uh, to ensure that we reach our goals, we'll give you the, uh, the price that our employees pay. You're going to save thousands of dollars. All of that. I get, I mean, it's just a sales letter. Right. But then in the fourth paragraph, it sets, by the way, I took a look at your file and I'd like to make an offer to purchase your Ford F-150, which mm -hmm. I have had at this dealership in for service exactly one time ever. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy it there, but they have had it there for service. So I get it. They know that I have an F-150. Uh, and then in bold, I'm confident we could also upgrade you into a newer vehicle and keep you at a similar payment. Of zero? That would be awesome. My truck has been paid off for like five years. Uh, so yeah, what, that's wh what I'm saying, zero. What is the logic behind this letter? They reveal that they know what vehicle I have, and at the same time they reveal they know literally nothing. Uh, but. The, the letter comes actually from a marketing company. The, there are marketing companies that come through and go, hey, you give us your data from your service lane, and we will, con we will concoct a, uh, a marketing campaign for you. And some of them, the ones that are really good, they will actually guarantee their results. It's like, you know, we're, we're so sure of this. We'll guarantee you a probably a one to two percent return on on the people so um it, it's you know from a marketing standpoint that, that sounds atrocious but from real life one to two percent uh, could be an additional 10 or 15 sales for them at, at on at in December, which is pretty much dead up until the day after Christmas, in between the day after Christmas and New Year's Eve, it's complete mayhem. Uh, but really, they're always they're always going back. Yeah, that we called it the thirteenth month. Why do people buy cars then more than other times? Companies buy cars then. Oh. Okay. Ooh, yeah. So, and a lot of times that is a that is a people. You know, their cars getting. You know, someone gets a car allowance because, and they're like, okay, you got to get this. You know, we need this off on Q four, and so they got to come in and buy whatever is sitting on your lot. You know, it it may or may not be their dream car, but uh, it's it's whatever is there because you can't order it. You can't it can't. They have to take possession of it before January thirty first. I mean, I'm sorry, December thirty first. Hmm. So it's uh, you know that's one thing. And plus, a lot of people are are like, well, you know, I, I got this coming up next year, and I just want to end house. And we all, they also have all the big sales. You know, would have the big sales then. I think it's a little bit different now because I think it's a little more straightforward with the you know with you know what they were talking about the fair pricing and the in and, and everything uh people know more about what the car should cost because of all the online and, tools that are available yeah for because of all the use. tools yeah. that are available and because you can talk to everybody way before you ever come in and so the the shenanigans that went on 20 some years ago 
are pretty meaningless, uh, which is a, the best thing that's happened to them, uh, to the you know to that industry. Uh, but that that marketing letter is a very specific, a very controlled thing. But the people that wrote it, they don't know you from Adam. You know, they don't know a damn thing about you. They have a formula, and they have a mail merge, and they they pull your you know your information from the service records that you've been there once. And the other thing is, there's generally a there's generally a note that from the last time they that anybody reached out to you is you know generally over 90 days or sometimes 180 uh, days so that you're not getting bombarded because they don't want it to be spam they want it to be special and you know and that's uh, but that that whole thing with uh, hey we want to buy your car uh, people used to scoff at that until COVID hit. <laughs> right. And they, uh, the people were going in. I had, I had a couple of clients that were like, they're like, man, I literally bought my car last year, especially your, especially the Subarus. They said, I bought my car last year. The guy that I bought, that I bought it from called me up and said, Hey, would you like to trade your car in? And I, and you know, Obviously, the guy's going, dude, I just bought this car a year ago. Why would I want to trade it in? And the guy goes, because it's worth $5,000 more than you paid for it. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> I got those. I got letters from Subaru, from Umansky yeah. here. And, uh, you know, but I thought I thought it all the way through to like, well, if I do that, what am I going to pay for a car to replace this? Uh, way more. Exactly. <laughs> so well, I, I don't. The, I don't benefit from this really at all. Yeah, it, it has. You have to be very select, and you have to be at a place that you trust, obviously. Um, but yeah, people were getting, literally, getting retail back for their car, and getting the new car. Either getting you know the new car, which still had. Um, would have incentives and stuff on it. They're able to get the new car for the same price that mm. they paid before, or you know, similar, and and get more than they paid for their old car. And it was a win-win situation. They're walking out. They're driving off uh, with equity. Um, crazy. Wow. I mean, it's just it was crazy. That's that's gone away now. It's it's uh, it's getting back to more normal now. That the uh, now that the the chip thing is is uh, not solved, but uh, on its way back to being solved. My favorite other part of this letter that I received is the signature. Because uh, it says, you know, it, it, it says, with service in mind, and then a uh, what a, what is they're pretending to be is a actual written signature. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the name printed right below that. Uh, and it's in a different color ink, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, so it looks like maybe somebody actually put a pen to paper, but the, clearly they didn't. Uh, this was printed this way. Um, so this is a fake signature. So somebody's job is to come up with a signature that looks kind of real, but is not. Um, and, right. and they didn't even write the name out in like cursive. Like if this person had written their name, like signed a letter, <laughs> they would have written it in cursive. It's written like, uh, like maybe like a blue collar person that doesn't write ever in cursive, uh, might write their name out if they didn't know how to write in cursive. It was like, it's kind of right. like that. It's I'm thinking it's 
You mentioned that these letters are so very calculated. That is extremely calculated, what this oh, yeah. is. Uh, and it, because, I mean, they're going to fool half a percent of the people with people that think that that's a real, somebody actually signed this piece of paper that you know was mailed to them. Uh, but the rest will know that it wasn't. But they'll at least see it and go, but that might be Mike's real signature. They just printed it, right? But I don't, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't think it is. I think somebody... Uh, had to get this it's, approved yeah, by a committee to go. That's the signature we want to go with. That's the that's the uh, font, the writing style. It needs to look genuine, but not too fancy, right? If it's some elegant signature, it's going to come off as highfalutin, and people that's going to be a turnoff. It's got to be just the right signature. Oh yeah, and and, uh, and it once again, it all goes back to the marketing company. What they think is going to be the most successful. And they want it, you know, because a lot of people's signatures, they're not legible. I mean, mine is very stylized. And I've had, I've had, you know, when I sign, when I sign a contract or something and someone has looked at me and go, uh, I can't, I need you to sign your name. I said, no, this is my legal signature. If I sign my name, this contract is null and void. I said, and they looked at me like, what do you mean? Because that's not my signature. I mean, you know, I mean, you can try to tell me what to do all day long, but if I sign, you know, my my name out and you can read every letter, I can come back and go, no, that's, this is the way I sign my name. You know, this guy, this guy forged it. Yeah. And uh, and and I go, so we can do business with my signature or we cannot do business. I mean, that's just, uh, it's just as simple as that. <laughs> and, but so, so they, you know, they, they, once again, they calculate it out and sometimes, and sometimes the, sometimes the people will, will want them to use the actual signature, especially if, if the person who's signing it has a cool signature. Yeah. Um, but most people don't, you know, they don't, they don't think about it. It's not a, it's not, a, they don't need to, why, you know, you, you, you don't, sign things that especially now that we don't write checks you know uh you just you don't sign that much stuff no and when and you do to, sign something it's with the tip of your finger on a touchpad <laughs> on uh, a pad, yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah so uh there you go that's all the things i had to consider did you have anything left i think we're good to go i've been watching our clock here a little bit we're getting closer and closer to our goal uh just to let people know uh that we're trying. This is uh, Small Things Considered, the podcast uh, hosted by Gary Hawthorne and myself, Jr. Uh, it's on the it's on the internet thanks to the website Anchor. It's being edited by Jr. And that Gary, myself, does the QA. Always, always invite you to come to the Facebook group, Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/SmallThingsConsideredPodcast. And make some comments. That's how that's how Lee and Don got their uh, their favorite possible topics discussed tonight. You can also email us directly, smallthingsconsideredpodcast at gmail.com. We'll come directly to Gary and me. Uh, so if you have something you don't want necessarily out in the public until we discuss it on this show, that would be the way to contact us. Yes, and once again, thank you for everybody uh, that's been listening. And also thank you for uh, commenting and joining us on the, on the podcast group. Rock on. We'll be back in two weeks with some more small things to consider.
For JR, this is Gary. And for Gary, this is JR. And we'll see you next time. This is it. We'll fix this.